This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome, friends, to this week's Freedom Fighter podcast. I've got our very special guest uh, again with us this week, Dave Thompson. How are you? I'm very well, Derek. Thank you. Bless you. Good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for being with us again. Uh, I've kind of sprung this subject on Dave uh, last minute, so, you know, he's, it's really fresh and raw <laughs> here. And I just sense this morning we're, we're going to go excavating. <laughs> hmm. uh, you know, Dave has been therapist for all these years, leading, training people. So he's got treasure within him. He has found things. He discovered things in the journey. So we're trying to uh, extract this out of him, so that uh, you know it might be so fresh and new discoveries to the to you listeners. I just want to share one wee thing before we start, uh, just to really encourage your faith this morning to get you in faith. As you hear these things, we are waiting and praying, me and my friend Vince. And he had a vision of this atomic bomb going off in Japan. And he said, he feels God was saying, these podcasts are going to have that kind of impact uh, against the work of the enemy in people's lives. To have such a devastating, destroying impact um, against the work of the enemy. So we stand in faith this morning. We release these things, God. We just pray for your, your light to come into people's lives. We pray for the destruction of the works of the enemy, where people have been trapped and overpowered and, and uh, feeling so helpless and hopeless, defeated, discouraged, depressed. We thank you that, that these uh, conversations, God, are going to have a, 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 you know, such a destructive work and the wrong things in people's lives. It's going to bring people into life light and liberty. So we praise you for that this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So Dave, we're going on to week three in soul care and there's just been this progression uh, and this week we're leading into uh, a discussion around today is tomorrow waiting to happen. And uh, we're going to explore this and talk about some of the uh, your light, you know, through the, the time you've, you know, working as a therapist and doing your stuff at AA. And I think, just to start, we, we can maybe talk a wee bit about the external and internal locus of control. Just give a wee mm. bit of explanation, understanding about that. Okay, so this idea of external and internal locus of control, it's a kind of belief or orientation of our thinking as to whether the outcomes in our life we're responsible for Mm -hmm. or whether something external is responsible for it. So Mm -hmm. uh, for someone that goes around blaming the the world and everything else, maybe even blaming God uh, for the circumstances in their life, that's what's known as an external locus of control. Mm -hmm. And people who have got an internal locus of control have a a greater tendency to kind of take responsibility for their own lives. Uh, They tend to be less influenced on the opinions of other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, They usually have a strong sense of their uh, own efficacy or, if you like, their own abilities. Mm -hmm. 
and they tend to work for the things uh, that they want to happen. Mm-hmm. Generally, people with an internal locus of control uh, have, uh, you can usually, they've got a sense of being maybe a bit happier, but more joyful because they're taking responsibility mm. and they can often achieve so much more. That said, yeah. uh, some people with an internal locus of control have that not because it's their fault. Mm-hmm. So, it, because uh, as a child, uh, we don't have a strong internal locus of control because we're mm-hmm. very dependent mm-hmm. on our external environment. Yeah. And when our external evi- environment has not been healthy, mm-hmm. we have still have this tendency mm-hmm. to look for it to be healthy. That's why children even brought up with and horrendous parenting are still living in hope that mum or dad is going to turn the corner and everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So it's it, that external hope mm-hmm. uh, that my life's going to be made better and it's going to be made better by something external. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, and most of us have lived between, it's a continuum. Not everybody's got a complete internal locus of control and not everybody's got a complete external locus of control. Mm-hmm. But I would say the healthier move towards having a stronger internal locus of control mm-hmm. and occasionally yeah. uh, external. So uh-huh. that kind of yeah, helps. And do, just to say the point that the locus means this particular <coughs> position or place, the location. And really what it's saying is where is, you know, your locus, where's your place of power and, and control? What's it based upon? And just, yeah. you know, we were sharing this yesterday at college and one of the ladies mentioned this about <coughs> she feels because of the, the past that she's been stuck in victim mode and always talking about somebody else's fault, having this kind of hard-done-by attitude, feeling powerless. But when you understand <coughs> this internal and external locus of control, the more you think it's somebody else's fault, the more that we are in blame, the more we're giving our power and control away by agreeing with these things. You know, we're empowered as we accept responsibility. That's what really came out yesterday for our lives. Sure, although when someone has been traumatised mm-hmm. at some point in their life, it doesn't necessarily mean in childhood, but if somebody has faced trauma at times uh, in their life, <coughs> they are often in a situation where they are powerless Mm -hmm. and they are victims of an external source. So I think the first thing is to recognise that, yeah, I have been in a position of powerlessness. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I don't need to continue in that. The biggest problem is that people continue in that victim mentality. The reason for it is they don't know any other way to live. Mm -hmm. And that's why when people come for therapy, we... We go back into sometimes touching the trauma in people's lives and whilst they don't like it and it can be very disturbing, guess what? When they touch it and touch the pain, they don't die. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they can take responsibility for their own pain yeah. and not deny that it's there. One of the worst things you can do is suppress it. Suppression is not the same as healing. Mm-hmm. So it's recognising it, but I don't need to live in that now. Mm-hmm. And so then that's when the work starts. How then do I move from that place of victimhood into a place where I'm taking responsibility? Mm. So <laughs> that's kind of how it happens. Yeah, brilliant. Um, 
And I just, when you spoke about that there, I remember I read a book with Steve Goss, guys, the leader of Freedom in Christ in the UK, and he spoke about this, uh, he was on a plane, and, and there was a, a couple come up the aisle, and the guys toggle from one of the guys, the, the guy's jacket, the man's jacket, gets stuck on the side of a chair, right? So he doesn't know, and he's walking up the middle of the aisle of the, the plane, and uh, but eventually he couldn't go because this toggle was stuck in something one of the chairs back the way. And he mentioned that this is what was happening. He's having people sitting before him trying to help them. But because of the unresolved issues for the past, absolutely, they, they couldn't move beyond that. They, they, could, they, kept, they, they were so, it kept taking them back. So, I, 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 you know, what you said there, that's absolute key. The importance of getting the stuff resolved, getting the help you need. Don't be, you know, scared to get counselling, get that outside help to take responsibility. You know, take the yeah. call and back. So the guy with the sorry, Derek, the guy yeah. with the toggle, Aye. if he wanted to be set free, would have to go back. Yeah. And loosen that toggle. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it, it feels it's too far. I can't go back. Mm-hmm. And that's when you need a therapist to just go with you. Yeah. And together, uh, we can unravel this toggle yeah. and then move forward. Yeah. So. I know, and I reflected <coughs> upon this for myself yesterday, um, you know, this journey for me of how I started to move from an external to an internal, I had a first fiancé left me, <coughs> and uh, my practice was going down the beach, I stayed in Stevenson, I'd walk through the sandy lands, I'd cross over a bridge over the railway to get to the beach and have my quiet time, I was going down there looking for answers Dave. What's happening? Try to blame God. Try to think it was somebody else's fault. I go to the bridge, got all the Sandy Lands uh, railway bridge to go to the beach and the, and the gate was locked, right? So, two choices I had was, do I walk down to the kiosk, get the key, which I've never done before, I don't know if I could have, or I had to walk probably about 45 minutes away back round into Stevenson and I have, there's only one other way. So I just goes, now, nah, just jump over the railway bridge. <laughs> so the it looked like grass on our side where the, the, the tracks were just for the you know the, 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 the side part I jumped on it was only grass on top it was concrete under it <laughs> you know how bad these fences were <laughs> I'm telling you I'm on the other side with my my, my, my foot absolutely gouping right really 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 injured sore I had to go to the hospital I thought I'd broke the hand my ankle and I'm sitting the other side of that fence and all I heard inside was, you are where you are today because of the decisions you have made or the decisions you've failed to make. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't harsh, it wasn't condemning, but it was like, in the context of what I'd just done, I'd made a decision to jump out of fence and I then end up hurt myself. So it was the same thing that was happening in a relationship. And, uh, you know, and that, that was the start, the start of this kind of, Stop thinking it's somebody else's responsibility for the success of your mental, spiritual, <coughs> physical, relational, financial. You have to take responsibility. So, <laughs> that's been a long process. But, you know, what I realised at the time, taking responsibility is actually the most empowering thing for our lives. You know, because if, it was, if we're responsible for the failures, we're responsible for the successes. Mm-hmm. We're responsible to cooperate with the, God's instructions, 
to finding out how does how do you how did you intend this to be done, and and, and then living out from there, you know. Yeah, it's always a challenge um, when we look at our lives and we can see some of the times when we go through our lives, it's it's often not been uh, things that happen to us. <laughs> so. Let me just a very simple example from the world of recovery. Yeah. Some of the things that happened to me in, in childhood. It says that eighty five percent of people who have got addiction issues have had trauma in their childhood. Eighty five percent. So I did, and I uh, numbed that trauma by using alcohol mm-hmm. for a number of years. <clears throat> now there came a point when I had to take responsibility for what was now happening to me, which was increased trauma, increased anxiety due to the alcohol, but also due to the history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could no longer uh, live in victimhood. Mm-hmm. The challenge was, I really didn't know how. So it was okay for somebody saying, take responsibility, take responsibility. Mm-hmm. I never knew how to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I knew how to get to school and get to work and stuff like that. I was a bit responsible for I could be responsible in an external way. Mm. Most of the time I went to work because my bosses one wanted me to be there or I needed the money. Mm-hmm. I never went because I enjoyed it. <laughs> so sometimes we have to take responsibility and do things that are going to be quite difficult, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes quite challenging. Mm-hmm. But the general outcome uh, is usually good and we have to move away from this uh, compulsive, you know, what do you call it, instant gratification mm-hmm. You know, so I was watching a wee guy last night. Uh, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight just now. Mm-hmm. So my wife's on board with this so much so she's looking up YouTube videos and big fat guys that have <laughs> lost weight. Now, I'm a, yeah, listen, I'm a couple of stone overweight, but the, uh-huh. she's got this guy. He's like 675 pound and he lost like 150 pound in a year. Yeah. And so this is my inspiration. Right. And I'm going, oh my goodness. But that guy took responsibility and went through the pain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just not prepared to do it. Mm-hmm. And we stay the same way if you don't if you don't want to get through the pain. Mm-hmm. So you need to do it. Wow. No pain, no gain. Yes, Dave. Yes, sir. So moving on to something that has been quite instrumental, I have to say, for me. I got given a book years ago, uh, and it was a God thing, called The Prophet's Way, for this guy, Tom Hartman from America. And he basically documented his experiences with a German called Herrmuller. And the guy was, ah, I'm I'm reading about the real deal. This book came to me. This guy done tremendous things all the world. He really made a massive impact. And I'm reading about this guy going, wow. And one of his quotes was, he who swims against the stream comes to the source. Mm. And I'm at the drugs uh, the Scottish Drugs uh, uh, Summit in North Ayrshire, the Scottish Drugs Task Force are there, and I mentioned this in one of the other podcasts, but they're using this image of upstream and downstream. So the downstream is all the negative, devastating things, the, 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 the gradual deterioration of how their life goes. And then the, the upstream was their adverse childhood experiences. Right? So I'm hearing that and watching that going, right, okay, that, that's that's good. If that's the case of, like, this picture uh, statistic of this tragic 
uh, experience of a lot of folks' lives in our country. But th- there's there's other parts that we're missing that actually above the aces was the true source of life. And if I can just get back to the source and get back to the instructions and the, the direction from the source, this downstream hind stuff doesn't have to happen. This is what you just spoke about. It's the same as my exercise. If, I've, if I'm totally out of shape through the neglect, and then I come to my senses and I go, what the heck, look at this, what's going on? Then I need to get the right help to know this isn't going to change your night, just like it never happened our night. I've got to swim against the tide of my appetites, the tide of my my habits that have been formed and the way I've coped with my maybe a mental, emotional, spiritual problems. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing. <laughs> we talk about um, people have got certain ways of being mm-hmm. and a way of being is if you, if you like, the way we think, the way we feel, mm-hmm. and the way we act. Mm-hmm. Or if you like, that's a... And when we do that consistently, mm-hmm. think, act, and feel mm-hmm. in a particular way, that's a personality. Mm-hmm. Okay? So <clears throat> if we are continually uh, acting out of an old program mm-hmm. that we have in our mind, or we are continually turning to old habits... And usually old habits, let's say uh, overeating, for example, usually that's to cover up some kind of angst or it might be something even simpler than that. It's become such a habit that the body shouts, I want a bait and roll, I want a bait and roll. And you go, and so the brain goes, oh, and then you can start tasting it. You can start, you know what it's going to taste like. You go, oh, well, I'm buying a bait and roll. That's what I did this morning, right? <laughs> Yes. So I had a big roll for my breakfast this morning. My wife told me of a shake. She's away to her work. So, <laughs> so, so I've recognised that this morning, right? So here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I allowed, and I don't allow it in every occasion, but I allowed it this morning. I allowed my body to be my mind. And your mind, if you like, mm-hmm. is uh, the link between your brain and your feelings. Mm-hmm. Here's the amazing thing. As Christians, we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. But he won't change your thinking in yes unless you utilise it. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? We have to stop and say, okay, I'm not going to allow my body to, to be my mind. Mm-hmm. Or, and I'm not, or I'm not even going to allow my brain to be my mind. Mm-hmm. My brain's sending all these hungry thoughts into my head. Mm-hmm. So I need, to, I need to come to a place where I'm greater than my brain mm-hmm. and greater than my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I can really only do that well mm-hmm. when I utilise the mind of Christ and he's given us that, you know, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. using the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to overcome these things. But mm-hmm. it's a real challenge. Mm-hmm. And we often go back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, and I used to think when I failed mm-hmm. that God was somehow frowning and going, you've done it again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not. He just says, come on. Let's have another go. Yeah. Uh, I was saying that when I've got these sort of 10 tips for uh, for living in today. And yeah. Anyway, I had this wee sense of God smiling. Mm. God smiling at me because uh, I'm his yeah. and his boy died for me. Yeah. And I'm always going to be his, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't give a Christian a sense of something to smile about, yeah. be joyful about, mm-hmm. nothing will. Mm-hmm. 
And so he's not, God isn't there to do behavioral change. That's religion mm-hmm. does behavioral change in the world. Look at the world and now look how it's controlling people's behavior. God is not interested in changing your behavior. He's interested in engaging with the heart. He wants to engage with your heart with a deeper sense of love and mercy and everything that's in him. Yeah. He wants to place in you. And then guess what happens? Behaviour changes. Yeah. It's never the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Aye, that's good, Dave. So you're, you're saying that really you, that you don't want the body to be the master. That's right. You know, and I think... My, my wee devotional God called talked about against the tide and it, it gave more light on this he who swims against the stream you know you remember Jesus in Matthew 7 he talked about enter in by the narrow gate yeah. wide is the gate broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who get in that way and that speaks about this downstream momentum yep. where there's all this you know just go with the flow just just passively uh, you go through life and just you know whatever will be will be and you know you're just you're just getting dri- you're drifting with the tide. The wee devotional says, when you trust in me, you don't. The oarsman doesn't lean on his own his oars and drift with the tide, trusting to the current. No, more often, once I have shown you the way, it's against the tide that you must direct all okay. your effort. Even when difficulties come, it is by your effort that they will be surmounted. But always the strength and the joy and the doing you can have through me. You know, and to me, it's like that has spoke this subtle infiltration of this. No, just you just accept whatever's going on. You know, it's like passivity. You feel what the feelings that are coming up, the 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 impulses, the the appetites. No, when you know what to do, you've you've got to go against that to come to this to come to the source. I think the, the idea of acceptance though is an important one. Mm-hmm. I do have to accept the fact that. Um, uh, you know, these are the circumstances, they're very real, my feelings are very real. I accept it. Yeah. My acceptance is never the same as agreement or surrender to. Mm-hmm. So I accept that's what's going on for me. That's real. I don't pretend it's not there. Mm-hmm. I don't try and fight against that. That's there. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have to agree or surrender to that. I surrender to a greater power. Mm-hmm. So very good, Derek. Hi. Yeah. Excellent. Right. <laughs> so what about this? Today is tomorrow waiting to happen. <laughs> sure, yeah. Right. This is, this is a paradox. Which is your mission? Right, I'm sitting one day, uh, must have been last year, early last year. My son is watching this uh, on Netflix. He's watching the Boss Baby series. And he goes, Dad, what does this mean? Today is tomorrow waiting to happen. <laughs> and it was profound for me being able to communicate to him you know, the understanding that how you live today is impacting your tomorrow. And when we strip all the drama, the baggage, the stuff we've carried, the weights and the problems of the past, we are faced with the 24 hours we've got. Yeah, um, I think that's right. Tell us a wee bit of your understanding, you know, yeah. like your day at a time for the 12 steps, things, things like that. Right, so there's, there's two perspectives of that from... A 12-step program right at the very beginning. <laughs> um, so I remember my very, very early days of recovery and somebody said to me, you know, um, you just need to live a day at a time and no take a drink for one day. And I thought, I don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. And he says, eh, did you ever get arrested to do a lie-in in the, 
And the jailer says, aye, he says, we've well, done it then. I thought, oh, that's not the same, it was enforced. He says, this time you need to enforce it mm. if you want to live. <laughs> and I thought, that's not very fair, but that was giving me responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> that was in the very early days of recovery. And then it, they don't just talk about staying away from a drink a day at a time. It's about living one day at a time. But tomorrow we cannot change and yesterday's history. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow's a mystery, yesterday's history. Yeah. And bringing our life down to 24-hour segments is far easier than trying to live either yesterday or uh, the, the, the future. Yes. And Jesus himself said, you know, why do you worry about tomorrow? what tomorrow mm. will bring? Yeah. Yeah. Today has got enough worries of its own. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a really interesting thing because living a day at a time and we will have thoughts about tomorrow and anxieties about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, do not worry. Mm -hmm. He talks about the birds of the air and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I can't remember if I did or not, but I started looking into what it means, what that word do not meant. Because mm -hmm. every time I read that, I kept hearing my dad or a teacher saying, do not do this, <laughs> do not do that. That's what I heard. Yeah. I began to research and it doesn't mean that. It means refuse. Ah, refuse to worry. Mm. And the word worry in the English is a tiny limited sort of thing about oh, worrying about this and worrying about that, like mm. fretfulness. Mm. It doesn't mean that either. Mm. What it means in the Greek is to be divided in thought mm. and heart. Mm. Fragmented in thought. So what Jesus is saying is refuse to have a divided heart and mind. Don't be defragmented. Right. Refuse the defragmentation. Mm. Be coherent. You know, let your head and your heart um, be in agreement mm. with one another. Mm. Wow. Mm. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. I always hear, do not. And whenever I hear, do not, I've got something else going on in my head. <laughs> so that's changed that. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Uh, so and, and living in that. So refuse to worry for today. Mm. I used to do a wee thing with them. Um, people who were tremendous worriers. Mm -hmm. And they would they would say, you know, often you hear people saying, well, just don't worry. And, you know, for people that are worried and full of anxiety about tomorrow and everything, it's really hard. So I used to say, I want you to worry. They go, what? what? Everybody's told me not yet. I said, no, I want you to worry. And I want you to really worry. Worry really hard. And they went, what? I says, hi. However, there's a caveat. Everything that you're worried about, write it down and a wee post-it note. And put each of these into a wee shoebox or something and leave them there. And then for half an hour every week, open your shoebox and worry. But you're only allowed to worry for half an hour and just worry, 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 worry. And really give it a day for half an hour. They went, really? I said, try it. And so here's the thing. As they come to the thing that they were worried about last week and they open it next week, you worried about that? You can throw that away. Mm. Worried about that? And the thing you're still worried about, give it a worry for half an hour and leave it to next week. <laughs> and suddenly people started realising the futility of their worry. Yeah. So instead of, you know, giving people a hard time for worrying, allow them to do it. But if we can reduce that to half an hour a week, <laughs> we've had a big win. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. I, I actually watched last night the film Fifty First Dates, my wife. It's a bit crude at points, but the message... In this, honestly, I was so emotionally moved um, that the woman's got an, she had a head injury, she's got amnesia, so she 
it's fifty first dates, you know. Every new date, she's getting her, it's like she's getting her first kiss, you know. And knowing these things, like today is tomorrow waiting to happen. Knowing that some of the light I've got about breathing in the rich blessings of each new day. In this movie, this is what I saw. She's she's getting to experience her first kiss every day. There's this wonder and joy and excitement in knowing when this day ends, I've got this new day to discover all, all over again. And at the end of it, you know, she's waking up and how they're overcoming. But you think of this in people's spiritual and mental lives, this tendency, this pattern, this habit, that they're constantly going back to the past, constantly stuck in the forgetfulness of everything that's good, it's just obsessed and preoccupied with all the wrong things she on this boat she wakes up and the film goes on she's married she's got a family she's got a child and I mean to me it's like I was out having my quiet time the other morning and I come in and because of the, the shutdown and the lockdown here you know you're no striving and rushing about and it's like this reset button's hit that I come in and I goes wow I've got, I'm married, my wife's sitting, my dog's sitting, my wee boy's sitting, I'm in my dream house, I'm going, wow, and and to me it's like, it's so liberating, that if I can take my attention into today, and no allow the regrets and the stuff of yesterday, the baggage, and we had a men's group last Sunday night, my cousin, down in the Hartlepool, he says, don't waste today's strength on yesterday's weaknesses. <laughs> very good. That is very good. <laughs> I was like, ah, wow. You know, yeah. how we bring all this stuff in to this <clears throat> new day instead of living today, doing the things today yeah. that's going to produce the good things for us. And, you know, it's like this. I read in John Maxwell's book, uh, Today Matters, researching for this. He says, hoping for a good future or a better tomorrow without investing in today is like a farmer waiting for a crop without ever planting any seed. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And the reason that people don't is because of the maybe anxiety and stuff like that that they have or excessive worry mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I had this wee illustration, I thought this is really good, of um, worry and anxiety and preoccupying ourselves with the negative mm-hmm. is a bit like putting your foot on the accelerator and the brake at the same time. Mm-hmm. You use up an awful lot of energy, but you don't get anywhere and it's bad for the engine. It's the same in hum- human terms. Mm-hmm. It uses up an awful lot of energy, you don't get anywhere and it's bad for your mental, emotional and physical health. Yeah. So we need to find a way out of that. And I like the idea of, you know, let's plant seed uh, and today mm. for an outcome exactly. for tomorrow. Exactly. It's just, it just, it's a completely different mindset. Mm. And it's this, Caroline Leaf yeah. said in her book, if you consciously, in that word, consciously, mm-hmm. she said, if you consciously put in thoughts, you can take out old thought wiring mm-hmm. in the brain and replace it with new mm-hmm. healthy thoughts. But you have to consciously do that so that's the mind the new mind mm-hmm. taking over 
a consciousness, yeah. if you like, and becoming conscious of our thoughts, saying, I'm going to change this. Yeah. And we've got the tools to do it in Christ. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's almost like there's no excuse. I know. <laughs> I mean, he just, he just talked about this. I have such joy in me. I'm, I, I honestly have. I'm living my dream, sharing about these things that I've had wee glimpses of them. But the more I share them, the more I realise. See that? <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Isn't it? See, <laughs> see, thinking about, like, I've got 24 hours. Today, I've got the, ch- I've got the opportunity to do things that's going to impact me upstream, that's going to impact me and, and the strength I get for the source, the cultivation of the life, that's then going to prevent the downstream consequences of neglect or uh, inaction and, you know, delay and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's, there's that sense of find the rhythm. I remember hearing Zig Ziglar years ago, and he talked about priming the pump, and he had a tremendous analogy. These two old boys doing somewhere in America, they had that old pump. You know how you had to drink. You know you had to uh, pump it to get the water up from the, oh, the well. And they were. It seems like you were doing it for so long, and it was so much effort. I was going, oh, I'm just about done here. I'm just about by. And the communication of it was, keep going, keep going, keep priming it, keep pumping it. And eventually, when the water comes out, all you had to do is just slowly keep a steady, um, you know, momentum going for it to continue. All the hard work was getting the, the water up. Absolutely. And it's for us, as we are walking in the spirit, is what you're saying there, the difference between being controlled by your body and your desires and your appetites and your mind. When we are walking in the, the, the flow of the spirit, the inner life, the, the inner external, uh, the in, uh, internal locus, this place of control, and you're walking close to God, you're cultivating a walk with Him, you're cultivating your relationship with Him, you're staying in this uh, close place to Him, then the source, you're, you're continuing to get your sustenance, your strength, your guidance, your correction from the source, leading to this arm at living in the promised yeah. land. You know what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely. So I so maybe just get into to finish. Maybe talk a wee bit about what are some of the things that we can do on a daily basis that are going to make today count. That are going to prepare ourselves, make ourselves ready to conquer, to succeed, to pass the test. To I mean, I read a quote in the book. It says the only adequate preparation for tomorrow is the right use of today. Yeah. So this sense of the preparatory work that we see this as I'm making myself ready every day. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with this lockdown, I've just had the sense that when all the busyness and all the other things are stripped away, you realise what's most important. And then how, how do I cultivate my life so that sure. I, so that and prepare myself and make myself ready so that I, I, I hit the targets that I want, how, so that I... I, I live the, the kind of experience, uh, experience the kind of results I want. You might talk a wee bit about that, Dave. Sure, I think, uh, and it's not just the results either, Derek. It's well, the results that I'm looking for is, is not so much again what the result is externally. Mm. It's who's the person that I want to become. Mm. Uh, I think it was Matthew McConaughey that said in one of his interviews, "I just want to be a better me than I was yesterday." Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm trying to do today. So yeah. I thought that was a good analogy. But anyway, I've got 10 tips for living in today. And you can do uh, these 
you don't have to do all 10 of them in the day, mm -hmm. but it is very possible to do them. Mm -hmm. uh, and these, if you want to prepare for a good tomorrow, mm -hmm. do these every day because it's not only about creating new thinking, mm -hmm. it's about creating new habits. Yeah. Remember, thinking mm -hmm. becomes a habit which can become a trait, which can become a way of being. Yeah. So what we want to do is try and create some of these new, new ways of thinking, new mm -hmm. habits. So number one, stay awake. I don't mean stay awake at your bed. <laughs> stay aware of what's going on inside you. Mm -hmm. Don't ignore your feelings, but don't react out of them. Feelings are the language of the body. Thoughts are the language of the brain, mm -hmm. and they're interlinked. Mm -hmm. So refuse to worry. Mm -hmm. Refuse to be defragmented in body mm -hmm. and mind. Mm -hmm. Secondly, learn to breathe. That might sound like a really strange thing to say. Just take a few, maybe a couple of minutes every day just to become aware of your breath. Not from some Buddhist perspective, but every single breath that we take is a gift from God. And we just breathe slowly in through our nose and out through our mouth, and it just helps us to come in to that present moment. I can feel it already mm -hmm. as I do this. Mm -hmm. I'm now becoming aware I'm in the presence of God, and uh, it just helps me to appreciate and be thankful for the gift of life. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, smile. Smile a lot. Right? <laughs> it's been proved that smiling um, disrupts the depressive quarters of the brain just by smiling. And, you know, smile even if you don't feel like it. Just do it and smile a lot. Mm -hmm. Number four, stay intellectually active. Read something, particularly seeing this lockdown, what an opportunity. Mm. Read something that's going to stimulate your mind. Learn an instrument. Uh, take up a new skill. Keep yourself intellectually active. and Don't just read uh, the Word of God. Study it. Go and get one book and study it. Number five, consciously relax. I don't mean lying in front of the telly or a bag of crisps and a bottle of iron brew <laughs> or going for a nap, yeah. right? I mean consciously take some time to relax your body. Mm -hmm. The more you do this, the better you'll get at it. Mm -hmm. Take 30 or 40 minutes every day just to allow your body to relax. What that does is to start sending healing hormones in through your body, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin and the endorphins. Mm -hmm. uh, number six, prayer and meditation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, and thanksgiving, present your request to God. Mm -hmm. So that means just, that just means bring them everything. Mm -hmm. Just bring them absolutely everything. It says, and then the next verse, it says, and the peace of Christ that transcends all understanding will fill your heart and mind. <laughs> so we have to do that, and we have to do that regularly. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in the next verse, it says, finally, I love this. Mm -hmm. And finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Or in other words, meditate on these things. Okay, number seven, send kindness and forgiveness out to others. Mm -hmm. Even if it's somebody that rubs you up the wrong way, mm -hmm. even if you're only doing it in your imagination to start with, mm -hmm. instead of imagining what they've done to you as a victim, you send love out to them. Mm -hmm. And, this, and the reason we do that is because it decreases depression. This is forgiveness is never foolishness. Otherwise, you know, it's the world that sees foolishness in the cross. No, for us, um, it doesn't have to be big. Just do something kind for somebody. A wee act of random kindness. Number eight, do some physical exercise. 
go for a walk, do some housework. You know, and as I said, I'm not the greatest exercise in the world. So I've made a commitment to walk three times a day, at least for 20 minutes. And I'm starting to feel the endorphins start to flow through my body. Number nine is dialogue with others. If you're struggling, and we can all struggle at times, find a wise and trusted friend. Or maybe you need to get some sessions with a trained counsellor. Research has shown that talking therapies are helpful to build resilience, change perceptions, improve mental and emotional health. And number 10, which really should be my number one because it's the most important one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the best way to uh, exercise the brain is to utilise faith. Mm -hmm. Trusting in God, not just believe, but to trust. And that's no easy. Mm -hmm. But usually people find it so hard because maybe our primary carers Mm -hmm. let us down badly, so trust is hard. But I'm telling you this, God will never let you down. Yes. He can be trusted. Mm-hmm. He can be trusted. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's that whole understanding that, you know, he's much closer than you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Even in our darkest moments, he's closer. He'll never leave us. Mm-hmm. And he engages us in spiritual transformation. Mm-hmm. And when we engage in that just in that, even right at the beginning of that spiritual transformation, faith starts to go to work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as we surrender to God, faith goes to work. Um, so, that's what I would say. That's my kind of top 10 tips. Mm-hmm. Staying awake, breathe, smile, stay intellectually active, consciously re- relax, pray and meditate, send kindness and forgiveness to others, but a physical exercise, dialogue with others. And more importantly, number one, live by faith. that will never let you down. So that's my wee tips. I hope that's helpful. Amen. Thank you, Dave. And thank you for this time. It's been tremendous. So I think we'll just close in prayer, Dave. That'd be great. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to just read as, as we pray a few passages uh, from Psalm 42, which just blew It's my favourite psalm. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. God, our souls thirst for you. Sometimes, God, we feel as though we're in a parched and dry land and our souls thirst for you. And Lord, as we put our faith to work, we see that we will again have a real sense of your presence and your love, that you're, even in our dry moments, are with us. Mm-hmm. Teach us, O oh God, what's going on in us just now. And as you teach us, O oh God, in these moments, somehow we find release and relief and we're set free. Lord, we're no longer controlled by the world, but Lord, we come willingly into that place where you become our guiding light. Lord, we are yours and you're our God. And so in that sense of we become one with you, sharing in that divine light, help us to go from this place to go and make a difference in our, in our world, God, in whatever way you want us to do. You are the, you're the master, God. We are the clay, uses, moulds, changes. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Till next time, God bless you.